Hello everyone, welcome to Tangent. I'm Swagat and I have with me my co-hosts. Hey, Arvind here. This is Vikash. One of the most significant things that happened over the uh, last one week was uh, Mahindra Thar's launch, the new 2020 Thar. What do you guys think about it? I kind of like it. Like, it's it's not... It's I had seen it... Uh, like a year and a half back when they were testing it out in pune and mm-hmm. uh, like the proportion was quite neat like i think proportion wise it works quite well details yeah few details are not so great but maybe yeah. you can live with it like there's it, a there's a lot of uh, comments on the grill that it has been designed by the legal team and not the design team yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not just the grill like the friend bumper especially uh-huh. bumper, uh, yes. and the how it is merging with the main body mm. it gives a, a drooping feel mm. like the entire mass is being lifted i mean shifted down mm. that's what i feel uh, if you have seen that design story uh. there they have a scale model uh, when you look at that bumper versus this bumper you can actually see the difference what i'm talking about there uh, the detail that i've given and how it is merging the bumper how it is merging with the main body is too good and it gives it lifts the entire mm. uh, like mass up i just did like that small detail and it is like yeah. an eyesore to me somehow. but like overall uh, like you said now like uh, for me at least it was super unexpected from mahindra to have uh, like such a mature sort of a design Yeah. because usually if you've seen most of their vehicles at least in the recent past it's been it sort of starts tending towards being a little tacky and this sort of uh, stays away from it and yeah, i think uh, at least the uh, the the xuv 300 yeah plus this because these are the hmm. only recent launches they have done Where but i think xuv 300 is also because it was a, it's a sanyong vehicle it's a sanyong vehicle is, yeah uh, at least matlab if you look at it there fine it's not not designed by them but at, at least the company direction towards launching products which pro- has uh, a certain that's that's true uh, that's true. actually one of the most like uh, the other point that i really liked was the choice of their engine i mean uh, yeah. the, uh, the entire product that they've put together is quite yeah. nice so i didn't expect it to have like a 150 horsepower uh, petrol engine even the diesel is quite powerful yeah. uh, i think a 2.2 liter or 2.3 liter it's quite it's it's quite well i mean they've put some good thought into it which is uh, refreshing for a change somehow i like the uh, interiors uh, i like how they uh, like included all the infotainment systems and other stuff yeah and the, i mean the include i like it like any other mahindra it's feature heavy the quality and the uh, build aspect of it i think it's uh, it we, we've got to see it before it, uh, i can come to a conclusion because in the past also the choice of materials hasn't been that great while it looks much better in this case but uh, they've they've not been really great with the choice of materials at least on the interiors aspect so i i but would like, still if, wait if you look at from a delta from what initially the thar was to what this is oh, it's like huge. a like a crazy jump that they have created absolutely absolutely them. absolutely huge jump this feels so much more modern on take on on this whereas the yeah. previous one was like ki ha huh, like the old thar will just do few things to make it like 
presentable no no uh, that are right they have this commander major and all i think it's just an uh, upgradation from that uh, to yeah, this so, tar which they released Right yesterday i was like talking to anthony also regarding this and we were discussing on how this looks very similar to the jeep wrangler yeah exactly like it's it's all right yeah yeah, yeah it, it, like from the rear on a lot of aspects it is uh, almost except for the fenders almost everything is very reminiscent of the wrangler but while from a designer's point of view that might be a problem but i think what shantanu also pointed out to me was uh, that they sort of know who they are building this car for and those people don't actually have a problem they in fact like the fact they, that it looks like a wrangler at a very at a affordable price much much more affordable because i still uh, remember my cousin one of my cousin was having this car and he actually uh, took all the wrangler parts like the tail lamp and stuff and he has put it uh, on his car but right now all these led the uh, tail lamps are not yeah. they, they are much similar yeah, exactly. to wrangler right now and also like uh, interesting so when he said this right like uh, the people that they are building it for don't actually have that problem so that got me thinking i was actually uh, reading online about what people's reaction has been uh, particularly with this point of it being very reminiscent of the wrangler and he's actually right like of how uh people actually feel about the fact that it has been copied in fact uh if you know sirish chandran right like he's the editor of uh, i think uh, evo right now he was with overdrive earlier i guess like uh, in a very interesting mm-hmm. post he's talked about yeah, yeah. how so the first vehicle that mahindra ever built was uh, the cj3b right that jeep the willis jeep uh which was back in like the world war 2 vehicle in 1947 or something that's when they got the rights to use that vehicle in india to manufacture that vehicle in india and it has been ever since they've been using that right so he talks about if that was the case and they had the rights back then then they have since now that vehicle is part of mahindra's legacy as well and that became as their first product then they also have every right to sort of use that design language in their vehicles so That's not only they like people are okay yeah. with it but they also sort of have justifying points in order to you know vouch for it but uh, all said and done like they've done it had a great fan following they've done real justice to you know what their uh, audience wanted I think they worked really closely as well with uh, taking constant feedback from everyone in their community and that sort of shows in the final product that they've built. Oh like uh, I have a friend who like insider news uh, that it'll be around uh, 13 lakhs on road starting which which is like killer price. Yeah so it's oh, that's around nice. uh, like 15 lakhs tak ka range mein aayega mostly. Right now the tar is around uh, ஜிப்சி இட் வாஸ் அ சாஃப்ட் டாப் அண்ட் தட் வாஸ் அ ஹியூஜ் இஷ்யூ 
if you wanted to remove the top right where do you keep it uh-huh. okay because you can't leave it at your home and then go out because you don't know when you need, know it. you need it yeah. Yeah. and if you keep it at the rear space then it sort of eats up a lot of space and it's very clumsy to keep it as well so that uh, convertible bit is actually a very nice addition nice touch and again if it's a soft top i think uh, this ac it won't is, be sort of i mean in the old thought the way it was was uh, at least for the front passengers right the rider and the co-passenger it works quite well mm-hmm. towards the rear it wasn't that great yeah hmm ha it's mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. to contain that uh, air true. inside but apparently the ac on this also works quite well is what has been coming out in the reviews so let's see and also the fact that uh, this seems like okay. this uh, grill is also something that they've done for the launch and is like uh, comes on all base models but they're doing a ton of accessories and the grill is also like a big part of that uh, accessory list so okay. they ha- they are going to provide a different sort of a grill as an accessory though okay yeah i mean these sort of vehicles can have a lot of accessories like uh, has a potential to uh, carry a lot of accessories anyhow like and yeah. they would be doing it from external people or or doing that whereas if like the oms itself is curating those things it just makes things better yeah yeah, Dude, yeah this bronco is exactly is what like, bronco did no bronco to amazing With like the new bronco is just <laughs> is insanely good i mean i feel a product designer is present in that uh, team i guess like how uh, tacky small small details are even how they are removing the these uh, doors and how they are putting it back uh, all those things it's it's uh, like yeah. worth mentioning those yeah, details it's... and the evolution itself like from the old bronco to this itself is like it it feels like it has done justice to it like with with the elements whatever has been carried forward and things that have been added at newly like it just it just feels so much more modern modern take on the old old version of yeah, especially uh, even even the yeah. way the material choice and color choices and everything is so like so fresh and so so neat and also there are three variants like that uh, adventure sport and one more i am mm-hmm. forgetting that that two door version uh, four door version more that classic sort of thing uh, this uh, blue and white version that's quite interesting how they have placed the product which appeals to a, a larger uh, i think i think my this might, like mahindra p4 that's might end up doing that as well like come up with a photo version of this i think they should do that because that uh, uh, the soul mm. behind it has a lot of potential yeah. to do that yeah, especially like if you look at how it is being made right like there's a lot of combinations and things that can be done over it itself and and this this for sure would be a a ladder frame chassis and not like not a yeah this is this uh, is ladder frame chassis yeah right yeah so so the the things that you can do on that is much more vast yeah 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 so absolutely i think for sure they can and build over that Uh, what uh, how i see this is like uh, right now what ducati is doing with the scrambler right so scrambler is a vehicle which you can take uh, for a everyday commute like inside city commute and also you can take uh, take it for an offroading purpose like very similar characteristics can be translated here also like this essentially doesn't need to be a offroad sort of thing like 
uh, it can be a very good uh, yeah, city so commute what you've also. seen in the rise in these lifestyle choices in all products not just like cars or, or like automotive yeah. sector like elsewhere as well so lifestyle choices have become like a huge thing now and that is what yeah. these scrambler actually also was successful for because it ended up being like a lifestyle choice for most of these hipsters sort of a group right and uh, similarly this lifestyle vehicle also mm-hmm. so also what it does is like it gives you a, a solid base for personalizing which people are really you know people who are buying these products majority of them end up doing something or the yeah. other to sort of personalize this way, uh, the vehicle or customize it right and that that's what uh, and that's why again yes. like what we were talking about is having good accessories built coming from the OEM actually enables if you enable them even better that then there's you uh, curate them in, in a in a right manner right because yeah. a lot of time what happens is is uh, the choices of what a person can put as accessories limited by what is available in the market at that point of time and and people would do those accessories at different points of time so or availability is also a concern but when it comes from an OEM where you can actually curate all the pieces that need to be put together to form something on a particular theme then it's more like it's much more uh, towards the direction of what that person would need like for example if someone wants to actually go make it an extreme off-road thing like uh, availability of tires knocker like uh, top mm. rack all those things put together as a package would mean so much more other than he he being able to do only tires at that point of time because uh, people might not have developed the snorkels because they they need to wait for the vehicle to come out and then these guys would actually do a custom job over it so such in such situations yeah i also think in the market it's uh, like whatever accessories that's available uh, it's it's very uh, uh, what to say, a slap-on yeah, sort of yeah, thing. It's not, it's not well-designed or well-curated as you told. Also, right? A lot of times these guys would, first, yeah. they will try is to retrofit of some other vehicle onto your onto this vehicle. That would be the first approach. And also the funny part is, like most of these crash guards which are available in the uh, this thing, this market, <clears throat> yeah. not from the OEMs, other people's, it's, it's actually, uh, uh, it does bad for the vehicle. Like how it is mounted onto the chassis, and if you are crashing with that particular crash guard, yeah, it's, because it's they will, they will uh, like giving more damage to the vehicle. Right? That and that, the thing might not be designed to take that exactly uh, that kind of a crash. Exactly so, the point. Yeah. That mount itself. So. But I think the timing yeah. for these uh, this launch is also great, given the current situation. I think everybody in this mode that once things are better, everybody wants to get out, head out, and sort of be outdoors. Yeah. And that, like, this sort of captures that sentiment really well. Like, I, I, for like last four or five days, like ever since or ever since the launch, I've been just imagining like whether I should buy it because <laughs> it's just uh, the whole experience that it is selling, right? That uh, that it can sort of enable you to get. That's just too tempting, especially in these times okay. when you've been stuck inside home for last six months or so. And also, it's not just about getting out, right? Uh, it's about like uh, uh, right now, people will start thinking about you need a personal vehicle. Whoever was relying on a public transport, uh, maybe um, uh, some people, at least some people, uh, because of this hygiene and safety, they'll move to a. That's true. I vehicle. think that's that's one of the so, reasons why cycle sales have yeah, also been uh, higher. 
and uh, uh, not just cycle says that people actually uh, actually taking up cycling has been higher in the last few months yeah because uh, it's oh, okay. uh, it's one of the safest ways to travel like for short distances and all earlier people uh, used to uber or ola like like use shared rides or shared drives and stuff now they are like willing to put in a bit of an effort but and cycle uh, the distance because it's just like a, a safer choice in these current uh, circumstances so the people yeah. out there on cycles have been has actually increased significantly so that's what even because of that uh, like if you look at even and uh, bbmb is trying to put together the uh, the cycling route uh, map thing where they want to develop cycling i think they did it no, so right, they are they are right now identifying the most used routes for yes. cycling and uh, i think the outer ring road wala section has been identified as of now and then they'll be uh, putting up uh, dedicated cycle tracks over there so you can just go and tell no no somewhere the... they did right as a pilot as a pilot thing so was it for cycle was it they for had the cycling uh, uh, zones sort of put out but it has never been followed so let's see uh, how serious they are about okay. this track also but it seems like a more uh, um thought through sort of an effort this time around and also i really want to see how this ola and uber uh, tackling the this issue uh, moving forward this public transport issue or rather uh, like a public buses and all how they are tackling these issues moving forward auto usage more than car usage right now because uh, at least because auto de- would not have like a closed door uh, thing and also the segregation is much more easier because what they have done is they've just put up like a a, a clear window for, like a facade kind of a thing which they have sealed around and, and people are using like auto more than cabs whoever wants to use like a public transport like uh, mm. like some rental system but yeah like for buses i am still like i i'd want to see because okay, over the past yeah. few days what you've seen is like uh, there's hardly people you see inside buses hardly i never really noticed much buses though. yeah and also uh, for this uber or even the autos uh, they are putting a facade like a, a plastic sheet a plastic sheet which divides a driver and the passenger seat Uh, are people worried about driver or are people worried about who was there I in mean, that particular vehicle I'd before i'd be worried about who's been in there and the driver both both actually so, right yeah then for sure that like if if you are worrying about who was there on the vehicle before for sure this facade is not solving the issue again see there are two aspects uh, uh, i am i'm is, just confused the, um, one is that if there is any like potential virus which is there in the in the facade or any other places that's one source the other is the like the airborne part of it that in an auto you actually at a lower risk right because you are moving and there's an air circulation that's there, happening ha huh, there's no air conditioning there right like air. the air is not getting recirculated again and yeah. so it's much safer from that yeah. like is it the safest no may not be right but is it safer than the other modes yes like among all the options that you can think of mm. like on all like uh, where, where you can hail a ride with whatever do i have a question do do, do air purifiers work for this virus i believe yes 
highly yes right because Not if you think sure. about it mm-hmm. uh, if they are saying that n95 mask itself is like uh, that purification is good enough mm. a lot of his air purifier has hepa ha exactly so, and that filtration is so much more higher like uh, uh, the size particulate matter they would be able to capture would be much more high ne because uh, my doubt is uh, the Uh, amount at which the air being purified with that particular yeah, product rate, rate would be uh, a, i don't know how that works maybe a problem yeah because if you're wearing a mask it's right, uh, like right on your face whereas on a air purifier system you don't know yeah, whether you actually purified it or like, not it has to be like um, like the, the only way you can do this is that let's say for example you have a uh, uh, air filter you your right your driver wears a mask who is safe because and he wear, wears a 95 grade mm. mask so the air circulation is not be, become a problem for him the environment can have a particular rate at which it filters so you have a stop gap that once one person enters and sits around here there would be a gap by which you know that and the whole air has been exactly i think it's a through. problem that can be solved no like if air filters can do it i wonder how i'm sure people would be working on installing them in the vehicles and yeah, somewhere no, math would be being worked out for this option because yeah and for sure for sure like there was another example which i had uh, i just gone through this company called jensla who mm. makes offices like they they design offices and stuff mm-hmm. offices are like uh, majorly like real estate stuff so they were like um, on how how are they tackling uh, on a solution and to do this one was that because obviously big buildings you can't over open windows right everything is fixed like how do you you still have to make sure that you have a uh, air, you have an air conditioning system that is doing correct that. but uh, what they have started doing is that uh, one is all the air that gets recirculated mm-hmm. that recirculated air is purified so one initially was that air that comes from outside gets uh, gets filtered through and then that is what is being used mm. and there is a per- particular percentage of re- uh, air that the new air that comes out so the one they what they are doing is they are actually increasing that percentage and whatever gets recirculated is through a filter so obviously that costs a lot Mm. to put this in place but if you uh, but at least that allows you to use the office with a much safer or uh, like manner but again uh, do you actually think these things uh, has to be designed uh, like what i feel is uh, okay this virus uh, thing will be there for some time uh, till you get a vaccine out of it like once that is done don't you but think what is to, to keep you from uh, saying that this won't happen again normal something like this yeah yeah because uh, the spanish flu happened and after that this is a bigger pandemic which is no, no. So, after quite a lot of time yes uh, that th- th- mm. th- this uh, this can happen uh, but uh, like are we uh, just solving a surface level problem rather than uh, tackling the problem in the uh, like i think uh, both are required right? like you got to rca the problem and work for it and also you've got to be prepared for uh, because the, the, yeah, the, the, the amount of loss that this has caused because of uh, systems not being there in place in order to handle such kind of a situation has been huge right you'd rather 
spend a little extra and be prepared for it than face these losses when these sort of situation comes in right yeah i i mean you can but do, again how can so we so all the rca that, so sure that it's a virus it's a life form it will evolve and in ways that you cannot predict right so it's not like new new viruses are not like yeah, uh, yeah, true. Uh, like evolving or there's there's always some imminent danger right like or something that can go out of our hands you cannot predict this and say that yeah we are 100% safe and we don't need safety protocols in place in case of a pandemic like this right that's not in our hands i don't think science is at a level where we can sort of safely predict that this won't happen again so yeah so i think it like it's it's better to be safe than sorry you will need both yeah you would need a you would need a short term fix fix for sure it would be costly but eventually like otherwise the the losses that you might be getting if you don't have a short term fix will will make things even worse you might not even have money to do a long term fix also yeah exactly so don't do now look at the cost of but it's it, not just the loss that you that uh, like businesses and people have uh, suffered over the past few months right it's also the cost of recovery so if if everything was to recover to its earlier state it's going to take a huge amount like it's going to take a very long time and like uh, additional money being thrown onto it as well right okay so agar my doubt is uh see how can we foresee uh, what's going to happen like or what sort of virus is going to happen or uh, are we mm. uh, capable enough to tackle that so uh, like should we take that route of uh, like being uh, safe about it or should we be prepared like should we be agile enough to uh, tackle the, uh, that situation whatever situation i think it was it was quite few years back right it was during the time when ebola happened after that when uh, there was a bill gates yeah it was, was after a, that a particular direction right where he talked about like where we have armies and and like a defense system for like war we need a like we definitely need a similar kind of a structure in place for us to fight against such things whereas today today everything was yeah. improvised right there was not much of a protocol in place of how do you deal with this every every single country improvised based on yes, yes. and uh, at that instant what they can think of kind of a thing whereas the whereas on a war everything is simulated kept in regularly a uh, regular at regular intervals they the lot of training that happens everything happens but this is something that is has not been taken up as a as a priority at all and right now i hope people realize this and this is yeah and again this is not like a, a particular set of people has to be trained it should be like a yeah, training for it, everyone it a, like everything yeah, 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 how to tackle it it's at all levels it's at like the healthcare system level to like even personal level to all all like uh, like how how uh, how the how the state would tackle this sort of a situation like this whole lockdown system was a was a rea- an immediate reaction uh, like kind of a knee jerk reaction and um, solution right whereas like it could have been done in a slightly different yeah, yeah, manner yeah. Uh, so obviously those insights would be there the reason we have those insights because it's something that we are learning as we are going exactly. and there was no preset 
uh, way of dealing with uh, how do we deal with this kind of a thing but so, that's not like the the bottom line being that it's better to be prepared in whatever level you can than to sort of assume that like if we do something then this than to sort of uh, you know trying to get a fake sense of control and assuming that this won't we won't let it happen again i mean like yeah. it's it's it, it's important that we work towards that but we can never be absolutely 100% sure about it so there have to be things in place where when that when things go wrong we have a proper system in place and the like so we have the policies and technologies to sort of tackle that situation both things yeah and also something like this it can't be tackled in a, a, a like a mass level like maybe on a state level no it, it might not be possible so that's where this uh, primary health centers and small small like uh, uh, this small areas has to be tackled there like we need to actually see how effectively these primary healthcare systems can be deployed and how they can train for uh, train these personals to take care of this sort of yeah, things uh, i guess so the other the other uh, downside that you, you today i don't think so not many people speak about it is that how much it has affected the the general health healthcare system that was running in right mm. because this has taken precedence over a lot of things a lot of deaths and other like complications are happening because people are not in a situation where they can handle both of them efficiently so in a lot yes, of situations yes. where uh, people who have uh, issues where they need to go visit it or or even get admitted on a hospital are not able to do that in that same uh, the same fashion because of this right and and things are still being in a place where it's getting streamlined so that after effect to the to the present system that we had that itself is another big big uh, big change which is like you moment this happens everything takes a back seat but when it, it takes a back, back seat it also has its other repercussions that it that you have to take care of on the bright side though like uh, what this uh, situation has done is he it has accelerated so many uh, technologies and uh, adoptions of technologies in such a like in such an accelerated manner that it is Very crazy pace, yeah uh, like i was reading uh, recently about uh, these autonomous vehicles right and how like uh, in U- at least uh, what i was reading about was in uk on how uh, at least delivery vehicles to uh, people who are who have been in containment zone or who are in quarantine has been done completely yeah. through uh, autonomous vehicles and it's crazy like this mm-hmm. adoption would have taken probably a couple of years or a few years to have happened but this sort of situation has accelerated that adoption and that i think it has happened with a f- a few more uh, technology platforms as well and that's actually i think the silver lining of the situation i guess yeah no actually there are and downside to that particular technology this thing yes it's uh, for mm. sure it's good for this autonomous vehicles and all at the same time government uh, has started uh, deploying all this face recognition yes. uh, systems in place which can actually breach into individuals privacy and if it is used well yes good but uh, uh, is there a monitoring system to actually 
to control uh, this privacy and what information people are taking what is not being taken we don't we don't know yet uh, but for sure we, uh, uh, what we know is uh, all these face recognition thermal mapping all these systems has been deployed in this public spaces public transportation everywhere and everyone is yeah, being so closely I think, monitored uh, it's all a the choice time. for people also uh, like right you have to sort of if you if you look at the kind of uh, safety or reassurance this gives you versus how much of your privacy are you letting go i think hmm. the, it's a choice for people to make now right uh, being able to know if you've come in contact with a infected person or not versus letting out some of your personal data i think it will come down to the kind of choices that you make as well i understand that it's a breach also, in privacy the other thing is uh on the breach privacy part like eventually you need to have some sort of a a guideline and and uh, things in place right which today it's in a very gray area mm. like it's not either it, the, the gray area here is there is those guidelines in place but we we are not we do not have those information and the, the or the other way around where, where yes there are breach points where things can actually be uh, taken up in a in a uh, in a worse uh, direction right so it's in a gray place but it's something no. that uh, actually we don't uh, we exactly. don't have so any policies it has to right be regulated now. Uh, but, but to, i'm not uh, sure if you can do without it no uh, otherwise also see again uh, what people understand as privacy and what data you can actually uh, like uh, take out of it it's it's entirely different because just based on your uh, uh, the thing body temperature we can actually map out what emotion he is having uh, on a particular instance uh, there are so many trickle down effects or uh, there are so many layers of information that you can actually absolutely take away from uh, these sort of small sort informations uh, uh, and also people are not aware of these things only some people who are working on these particular areas are aware of the amount of data that they can milk out of it but most people are correct so not that's aware what, of like, this. this needs to be regulated of course like there's no doubt there's no second thought about it but i guess this surveillance how much it has helped in sort of containing the pandemic also we can't sort of ignore that as well right so yes, yes. Uh, right now for mm. sure it's uh, it's doing a great job uh, no doubt about it uh, but uh, see previously itself a couple of countries were deploying mm-hmm. these face recognition stuff but there were a pushback from the public but right now uh, because of this particular situation uh, they could accelerate it without yeah. any pushback from the public uh and uh like what what are their intentions no one no one knows about these things mm-hmm. see yeah at the end of day as people say uh data is a, a new oil so yeah uh how much of a data you get or a particular organization get uh, they are going to be the uh, world leaders yeah. so data is the new oil and on that note probably we can end this conversation so guys that was it for today's episode Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Each Monday 9 a.m. is when we'll be uploading a new episode to the Tangent Channel. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Write us a review. Give us feedback. What do you think? What we can improve on?
see you guys the next episode until then bye